Awesome. Good evening, church. How's everyone doing? Isn't it good to be in God's house? Listen, I just want to honour you guys just for coming out in rainy weather, but still, you know, it just shows that you're putting God first on your list and He's not awesome. Is that cool? So can we pray? Can we pray? Father, first and foremost, I want to thank You that You're a good God. I want to thank You that You love us so perfectly, even though we're so imperfect. God, I pray, Lord, today, if anyone has come into this building with a hard heart, God, I pray that you may soften their hearts in Jesus' name. God, I pray, Lord, that this message we can receive for ourselves, but then we can release and tell it to others as well. Thank you, Jesus, that you've gone before us. Pray this in your precious name. All of God's precious children said, Amen. Awesome. You guys can grab your seats. Look to the person next to you. Tell them Man United is coming back next season. Start with controversy. Start with controversy. Do you know, I always, do you know, whenever a team wins the Champions League, I always like to test, who's a Man City fan? Oh, there we go. Yeah, now, oh, now everyone's hands up, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so good to be with you guys. Just two announcements quickly. As you guys would have heard, Surf Day is coming up. Listen, we are super, super excited for that. And the reason why we place emphasis and importance on Surf Day is because Jesus actually came down to surf. So we refreshed when you and I actually serve others, right? Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I want to encourage you, make sure that you sign up for Surf Day. You can meet us outside. You can sign up online. Make sure that your group is signed up. And yeah, it's just going to be an incredible, incredible experience. also want to let you know that you're not going to be serving for the whole day. So some of you are like, oh no, am I going to have to like cancel out that day? No, no, no. You're only serving for 60 minutes. That's it. <laughs> right? So I want to encourage you, make sure that you are signed up before the end of tonight. And then the second thing is Holiday Club is coming up. Come on. We are super, super, super excited. I want to encourage you, if you've got kids, get them to attend Holiday Club encourage you, go onto our website or you can go outside. But if you're also available during that holiday season, please make sure that you sign up for that. Is that all right? Awesome. But we are, we're currently in our Galatians series. How good has this series been? Who's been here for, who's been here for every week? Calling people out now. Nice. Listen, it's been such an incredible series and I'm super honored that I get to share tonight and just as I start, I want to I start off with the story. I remember when I was in grade seven, I decided, you know, when I get to high school, I want to be one of the best hockey players in my school. And yeah, come on. <laughs> I want to become one of the best hockey players in my school. And I realized if I want to be that, I'm going to have to put some time in. So when I got to grade eight, got, got to Tableview High, come on, amen, Jesus. And I decided, you know, in order for me to be a good hockey player and to actually reach my goals, my goal was to play um, province hockey, to be recognized at a provincial level for hockey. I'm going to have to put in the work, right? So I remember I made the sacrifice that two hours every day after school, I was going to go practice. I was going to go practice every single day. And a few of the first team guys realized this. They're like, cheapest, you always, you always have your hockey stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm always... I'm always practicing. And they decided, you know what? We're actually going to come join you, but we're going to help you out. So I would be on our mini Astro. And so let's say this is the field, right? From this speaker over here to that speaker over there. 
they would stand there by that first speaker. Have you guys ever fought a hockey ball? They would stand over there, I would stand over here, and they would just whack that ball. And I, half the time I was like jumping and dodging the balls more than anything. But that helped me and it prepared me and they helped me in my training. And first year, I went to the trials and I didn't make it. Second year, I went to trials and I didn't make it. By the third year, I was like, sure. I remember putting in the work and the morning of going to trials, I just got so nervous. And I went and I didn't make it. And you guys are just looking so sad. Don't worry, the story ends well. <laughs> and in the fourth year was the year that I made that team. And the reason why I tell you the story is because I spent three years constantly throwing the seeds, giving it a shot, giving it a try, and constantly throwing that seed, hoping this might be the year, this might be the year, this might be the year. And for three years, it wasn't the year. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know what, what situations you've been in where you feel like sometimes you've been throwing seeds, but you're just not reaping from it. It's like, oh God, but I've tried. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be diligent with my finances. Or I'm trying to throw seeds here. I'm trying to be diligent in this area. But it just doesn't seem to be working out. Can I encourage you? And can I tell you that we serve a God of a harvest? So we just need to, we're just called to continue to throw that seed. Is that all right? One more story. Um, there's a boy in our youth, really, really good guy. And... Last year, he was probably my biggest headache. Genuinely, he was. <laughs> He's in this room now, but I'm not going to call him out. He knows where he is. I love him. I love him. I love him. And I remember he, he had such influence. He's such a leader. Every time he would come to youth, he would always bring a few friends with him. But his friends weren't necessarily, you know, the, they were the friends that would talk during, during the service, you know, cause a bit of havoc. And for a season, he stopped coming. And then he started coming back by himself. The more he started coming back, I could see, cheapest. this kid's really like changing. He's becoming, he's becoming a new person. So a couple of weeks ago, him and I during view group just decided, you know, we're going to have a chat. So just speaking to him, I'm like, so what's, what's up? What's happening? He's like, you, you know, subs, I'm hoping to play first team. And like, this is what I'm going for. It's like, but he's like, do you know, I actually almost got expelled from school. I was like, whoa, why? What happened? He said, I was hanging around with the wrong people. I was like, okay, cheapest, bro. He's like, I'm like, now? He's like, no, no, no. I actually, after that scare, I actually decided that I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to start focusing on other stuff, like trying out for first, team, for first team rugby. Awesome, dude. And he tried out, and recently he actually played his first first team rugby game. But I must tell you, I must tell you something else. He was, he was doing math and he wasn't, he, he didn't really put the effort in and speaking to his dad a couple of weeks ago and told me he actually came second in the grade for his maths. Come on, wherever you are, you know who you are. Massive praise report. And the reason I tell you this is because he actually got away from bad company and he started sowing seeds into his education. He started sowing seeds into his sports and he reaped a harvest from that. Church, you and I, we reap what we sow. Whatever we sow, good or bad, we will reap. We reap what we sow. And this, this term 
is a typical term that you'll hear around, you might even hear it on social media. Do you reap what you sow? Ha <laughs> ha. No, no, no. But it's it's true, it's biblical. You reap what you sow. And I've always thought if God has a dream for your life, the best thing that we can do is to actually serve others. That even as God, you've laid this dream in my heart, but I'm actually gonna serve others. And whilst I'm serving others, I believe that others will serve me in this area, this dream that you've, that you've given me. You reap what you sow. When you sow into others, others will sow into you. We're currently in the Galatians series, but I'm going to start off with the series that's not with a um, scripture. That's not Galatians. Thanks, Deets. <laughs> this scripture is found in Haggai. And just to give you a bit of context, these people were building God's temple. And then they stopped. And they started building their own houses. And so we're going to continue from there. This is God speaking. He says, why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? This is what the, Lord's heavens, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies say. Look at what's happening to you. You have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but you are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but you cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them into pockets filled with holes. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. Now go up the hills, bring down the timber and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it, honored. In it and be honored, says the Lord. You see, when you and I are planting seeds, we actually need to focus on God's house. We actually need to align ourselves with God's vision for our lives. We actually need to get to a space where we're aligning ourselves and say, God, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to serve? Where do you want me? Where do you want me to plant seeds? Instead of finding your place, yourself in a place where you're planting seeds in places that are actually not building God's house, right? It's super, super important. When we sow into God's things, God can bless us. God can bless us. In Galatians 6, verse 7 to 10, it says this, do not, be de- do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the per- for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. The principle is clear. You will reap what you sow. You will get out what you put in. So even as you sow into your studies, Hey, you'll get out great marks and you'll get out being a professional. Even as you sow into your body, you know, you'll be fit or you'll be overweight. It depends which one you sow, you know. But even as you sow into your marriage, you will be happy. Even as you sow into different things, you will reap that. You will get what you put in. Now, you see, the scripture also speaks about how the enemy wants to deceive you. The enemy wants you to sow into your flesh. He wants you to sow in the things of this world that have no eternal significance. He wants you to feed your flesh. 
getting you to watch things that you shouldn't be watching, to be self-focused, being greedy. But what do we know? That you and I, we are actually more spiritual than we are physical, right? So that means we need to live in a place that pleases the Spirit, that we need to live in a place where we're pleasing the Holy Spirit because of the, because of the Holy Spirit, we don't need to feed our flesh. You and I can live according to the Spirit and reap the fruits of the Spirit. So if you take your notes, which I encourage you to, the first thing, I'm going to take my jacket off because you're hot. I've been trying, guys. I really have been trying. <laughs> oh, thanks, James. The first thing is that if you sow, you will reap. What you sow, you will reap. To be great, you have to sow. To have a great relationship with God, you actually have to sow into that. To have a great relationship with your friends, you have to sow into that. To, to achieve what you want to achieve, you have to sow into, into that. And that means if that's the principle, then you and I actually have to be intentional with what we're sowing. That means that you and I actually need to be in a space where we're thinking about what we're sowing. We're not just going into environments just sowing things, but we understand that actually in every environment, I need to be aware of what I'm sowing. Am I sowing life into this environment or am I sowing death into this environment? What kind of seeds are we sowing? We need to be intentional about the things that we're sowing into. The guarantee of a better tomorrow is the seeds that we sow today. The principle of sowing won't change. The principle of sowing won't change, but the seeds that we sow do. So we decide which seeds that we want to sow. We can look at our nation, we can look at our relationships as an obstacle, or we can actually see it as an opportunity to sow. To sow. We can look at our country right now as it is. We can look at load shedding. We can look at our, at our next generation and we can see an obstacle and think, how are we going to get past this? Or we can see it as an opportunity for us to come together and sow into our nation, sow into our next generation. We have an opportunity to sow. We need to be looking and praying for God to reveal to us the places and the people that he wants us to sow into. I remember back on hockey, we used to, you'd play a match and I always found the biggest critics were always the ones on the side. So the people that were making the, making the most noise weren't actually the people playing the game on the field, but it was actually the people on the outside, <laughs> busy shouting, right? And I want to encourage us, let's play the game. Let's sow the seeds. Otherwise, we can be bystanders, you know, shouting in from the side, do this, do that, but we're actually not contributing towards the game. We're called to be contributors, not just consumers. Not consumers. So we can either stand on the sideline with our laptops, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever platform you use, criticizing, or we can get in the game and start playing and start planting seeds that are going to benefit our families, that are going to benefit our next generation, and that are going to benefit our future nation. And I'll be honest with you as well. The people that were standing on the side were the people that probably didn't know most about the game. <laughs> they were the guys that decided to play once and then just never did it again and then stepped away. 
But I always found the people that knew the most were the coaches. And whenever they got you closer, they would plant a seed that would help you in the game. We need to plant the seeds. <clears throat> Genesis 8, verse 22, God says, As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold heat, and cold heat, summer, winter, day, and night. As long as the earth remains, they will be planting. As far as I know, the earth is still remaining. So that means that you and I can still keep planting. We need to keep sowing, church. We need to keep sowing. It might, you might not see the results immediately, but I want to encourage you. Keep sowing. So that was the first point. First point, if you sow, you will reap. Second point, you will get out what you put in. You will get out what you put in. If you plant an apple tree, you won't get grapes. If you plant a lemon tree, you won't get oranges, right? If you plant dishonor, you won't be able to receive. <laughs> you get out what you put in. Charles Reed says this. He says, show an act, you will reap a habit. Show a habit, you will reap character. Show character and you will reap a destiny. Bad seeds grow, grow without effort. The bad seeds that you and I can plant in our lives actually grow without effort. They just, they're just there. They're like little weeds. It just grows automatically, right? It's easy to plant a bad seed. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 11 to 12, it says, When a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. But even though a person sins a hundred times and still lives a long time, I know that those who fear God will be better off. You, will, you can plant bad seeds and, others, and other people might not see it, but God does. It might be a seed that's planted in your heart. It might be um, a, 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 a thing that you're struggling with internally and you keep planting that seed. Just because it's not visible to the public eye, God sees it. God sees your heart. So you and I need to constantly be on this journey that we are planting seeds that glorify the kingdom. Good seeds need to be taken care of. They need to be nourished. They need to be watered. I heard some people, I actually heard, saw this video this week, that you actually need to speak to your plants. Like, you know, as you speak to your plants, apparently, really, it's true. Apparently, as you speak to your plants, it grows faster and it's a lot healthier. Any plant people here? Is it true? Is it true? Nice. We will see. We will see with the plants. <laughs> but good seeds take time. It takes effort. It's not as easy. It's a journey that we need to go on. They take longer to come out the ground. Good seeds take time. And I don't think you and I should fall into this trap of instant gratification. Because that's what's advertised around us. If you go, if you watch a Netflix show, um, I'm a Big Bang, Big Bang Theory fan. I love Big Bang Theory. But you'll find that in the beginning of the episode, there'll be a problem. And by the end of the episode, they've solved that problem. <laughs> Unfortunately, for some of us, it doesn't take that quick to solve a problem. So we can easily look at all these Netflix programs and look at all these things that are be sh being shown to us and we think, whoa, it must be that quick to actually solve a problem. No, no, but sometimes you actually need to go on a journey. 
You need to wait those three years. You need to take that time. You need to water that seed. Why? Because good things don't just come quickly. Awesome. We, the seeds you sow today, you won't see the harvest immediately. We are living in a harvest of the good and bad seeds that people have planted before us. So actually, the, the, the place where we are now, it's all the, the good things that people have planted back then, but it's also all the bad things <laughs> that people have planted back then. In John 4 verse 38, it says, I sent, I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. See, if you and I don't plant good seeds now, our future generation is going to feel it. Our, the holiday club kids now that, we, that we're going to serve, they're going to feel it. Our next generation, our View City, our View kids, they're the ones that are going to feel it. If you and I don't take a stand and actually plant good seeds, we don't call our young people in to speak life into them, they are going to feel it in the future. Just like we, we honor the people that, are, that, are, that were in our past and fought for freedom so that you and I can sit in a room together like this, black, white, colored, whatever it is, it was a seed that was planted and now we're living in the harvest. The seeds that we're going to plant now, our young people are going to live in. What seeds, church, are you planting to benefit the future of our nation, the future of your relationships? Your kids are watching and modeling. And I, I always find, I, I never grew up with a dad, but I always watched and I still do. I watch married couples. And I watch how they raise their kids. I watch every aspect of it. And I think, cheapest, that's so cool. I want to do that one day with my kids. Why? Because that's a seed that you've planted without even realizing it. So people are constantly watching. So we need to make sure that we're modeling that. We're modeling, um, yeah, and, and, and just laying and, and throwing out those seeds for other people in the future to, to harvest from that. Does that make sense? I love this. Pastor Andre mentioned this this morning. He said, it doesn't matter what you intended to plant. It's about what you plant. See, we can have the intentions of planting something. Like, I want to plant this. But if you don't plant it, you didn't plant it. <laughs> right? We can have the intention to, to, to plant certain things. But if you don't plant it, you didn't plant it. And you can't receive from that harvest. We need to sow what we want to reap. We need to sow what we want to reap. If we want to sow a, an honest generation, man, we need to, if we want to reap an honest generation that loves Jesus, then we need to sow that. <laughs> we need to sow what we reap. There's another young man in our church who um, is, going, is going on a trip with us to Zambia. And I remember we had to, his mom came to me and said, hey, actually, I need you to speak to this young man. We can't, this year is not the year that we can do this. So, okay, okay, cool. And I called him and he's, I'm like, hey, bro, listen, at this time, we, you can't go to Zambia. This is, this is the situation. But his faith just blew my mind. He says, okay, I understand. I'm going to keep praying about it. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to keep, 
keep trying to fundraise for it, and I'm going to trust God for it. I know, I know what you're saying is that it's not going to happen, but I'm going to keep trusting for it. And a few weeks ago, about three weeks ago, I was just walking, and, and I saw him serving. I just felt God just saying, just pray for him. Just prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him. And I went to a meeting after that, came out that meeting, speaking to a few of the guys, and he's, one of the guys I was chatting to, he says, hey, so who's all going to Zambia this year? I said, da 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 And he's like, what about, what about that guy? I said, no, 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 he's not, he's not going anymore. He said, no, 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 we've got some extra savings, and we actually want to give towards, towards him to go on the trip. And... <clears throat> But I just, I want to I tell you where this guy's faith levels were and the seeds that he prayed into. Immediately after that, I went to him. I said, hey, how are you? And we spoke and we had a good conversation after that. And he's like, do you know what, Sibylo? I'm actually so content. God's so good. Life, like, things are, things are a bit difficult, yes, but God's just so good. I might not necessarily see what he's doing for me right now, but I know God's, and I'm like holding it in. I'm like, kid, if you only knew, like... <laughs> right? But it's just that whole thing. He's planted, he's sown the seed in his relationship with God, that he can have the peace. And I believe if he didn't go on that trip, I still believe he still would have had the same level of faith. We need to sow what we want to reap. Third thing, you will reap more than you sow. If we know we will reap more, we need to be intentional with what we put in. If we understand that our nation will reap more of what we sow now, how intentional do we have to be in our reaping process, in our sowing process? Proverbs 11 verse 24 says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. But even as I told you that, that story earlier on, I've come to learn that sowing is difficult. <laughs> it, it doesn't benefit you. It's about others. It's hard. It's difficult. But at the end of it, there's a harvest. You might sow in this season and only reap the benefits five, ten seasons from now. Or you might sow in this season and reap it in the next season. Scripture says that you and I are called to keep sowing. Sowing into other people. I think in this, the world that we live in right now, everyone is pretty much just, you look at your phone, Instagram, it's all about me. But actually God is, God contradicts that. It's all about Him. Sowing into the kingdom. Sowing, I, I always believe that serving actually refreshes me so much. Sowing into other people refreshes me so much. And I truly believe if we're serving from a place where we are serving God, man, we will always be re refreshed. Whether it's in the house, whether it's in our workspaces, whether it's in our... And I think serving isn't limited to church. I think sometimes we can put on this cap and say, I'm only going to serve at church and then I'm done. No, 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 no. We're called to serve in every area. We're called to plant seeds in every area. In your workspaces. In your homes. In your schools, keep sowing seeds. Might be difficult in the moment, but keep 
sowing seeds. Sow into our future. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. If you sowed into one person every week at church for 52 days, for 52 weeks, that's 52 people you've sown into. And if those people sow into, I'm not going to do the maths now, but if, they, if those people sow into other people, that's a lot of people that we've sowed into over time. We're called to sow. If we sow seeds of our hurts and our pain, don't be surprised when we reap a harvest of hurt and pain. Don't be surprised when the next generation is rising up and they're hurting and they're in pain. But if we sow seeds of joy and love and peace and kindness, those are the seeds that we're, gonna, we're going to reap. Even as we sow, we sow with our time, our talent, our treasures, and I think a big one, our words. Because I think sometimes we can sow something, but then we can speak death over it. <laughs> like, I've sowed this, but then I'm going to speak death. <laughs> I'm going to speak death over it because I, I don't see the results. It's like that plant, speaking, <laughs> speaking to it. <laughs> we don't sow because we don't have to. We sow because we get to sow. We get to sow. It's a privilege. But I think the most important relationship that you and I can ever sow into is actually our relationship with God. There's a saying that we, we say all the time, if God is not first on your list, then He's actually not on your list. He won't take second, He won't take third, He won't take fourth. When we sow into our relationship with God, first thing in the morning, God, I'm going to sow into my relationship with you. I'm going to sow into my relationship so that with every space that I enter, I'm trusting you. And for some of us, we might have sown bad seeds. Like Sibylla, I've sowed some seeds that I know are not good. I'm either living in the harvest or I know it's coming. But what I love is that when you sow into your relationship with Jesus, is that He can restore that. He's got the power to restore that, to change that seed. But our relationship with Jesus is the most important relationship that we can ever have because that's the relationship that's going to bless your relationship with your spouse. That's the relationship that's going to bless your relationship with your kids. That's the relationship that's going to bless your relationship with your parents. So that's the relationship that we need to sow into the most. Can we all just close our eyes? If you're in this room today and you're saying, Sibylla, today I want to make that decision to sow into my relationship with Jesus. I want to, I've made the decision before, but I've drifted away, but Today, I just want to, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. If that's you and you're sitting in this room with everyone's eyes closed, just being you. And you want to start your relationship with Jesus. You might have sown some bad seeds, but as I said, Jesus is a restorer. 
that's you in this room right now. Don't you just want to pop your hand up? Awesome. That's awesome. That's great. You want to recommit your life. You want to start your relationship with Jesus tonight. Awesome. That's great. We're going to pray together as a family. Jesus, thank you that you are the God that restores. Jesus, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Through this confession and this belief, the Bible says, I'm saved, I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Abalo. What a great message, hey? Just about sowing and reaping, and it's not something we can avoid. It is something we are doing, something you have done today, something you've done this weekend, something you will do this week. So it's really important you apply and listen to these principles because we are sowing and we are reaping all of the time. But listen, if you gave your life to Jesus tonight, if you sowed the first and most beautiful seed you can sow in your life, which is the salvation seed into the beautiful soil that is Christ's life, then we want to meet you, want to pray with you, want to talk to you this evening. So to my left, your right, a door has been opened. If you, at the end of the service, will just come and talk to us. And so we have male and female counselors that can talk to you and pray with you. But also, if you were stirred by tonight's message, and maybe there are some seeds that you need to talk about tonight, or you want to understand how to begin to sow differently, then, and you need prayer, and you need someone to stand with you in agreement, then we can also pray with you uh, through that door. This evening, we are selling our uh, sandwiches, our hot sandwiches, so you can get a nice toasted sandwich this evening. We are selling those half price for you, so you're welcome to grab one of those as you leave so on the left as you leave the building um, towards Kids Church but otherwise please have a great week enjoy yourselves and um, yeah and have a great Sunday